0: Feel Goodery is recorded in front of three live studio dogs today, because I'm at my mom's, she has two dogs, plus mine is three, starting with math. So I have triple the audience, and the stakes are high. This is Feel Goodery, where we vent and share the sore spots and laugh at the embarrassing and talk about some of the known and unknown ways we can feel good. I'm Kyle Buchanan and though I talk health and wellness on morning TV here in Canada, I also love talking about the messy crap we all go through starting with mine. Second Sparkle coming up. Here we go. Hello my friend. I am at my mom's like I said and the sun is shining it's it's setting but the sun is shining right in my eye so I'm squinting as I do this. I hope you had a great day so far or you had a great day if you're about to go to bed. My day has been sort of uh testing would be the right word, and the events of today from a few hours ago actually just led to the creation of today's episode because this is a show you know feel good is a show for venting and letting the air out and yeah, dare I say bitching, and if there is one sore spot, but bitching with a with an, a balancing out of actual tangible advice, but if there is one sore spot. We face it is traffic and road rage and are we going to be actually sharing some traffic tips later on for sure because road rage and traffic anxiety does actually take a toll on the body especially if you're forced to sit in it day in and day out so as much as it seems ridiculous to talk about health hacking road rage there is a method to my madness but first a quick venting session From myself. I have actually gotten a lot better in terms of my patience sitting in traffic. And I I wouldn't classify myself as a road rage person. I, I don't take my aggression out on other drivers or do dangerous maneuvers to prove my point. But I was prone to getting incredibly anxious sitting in traffic and feeling anxiety and rage at the same time. But instead of you know putting it outward and yelling at other drivers. I would just sit and swallow that little firestorm. But I have gotten better, you know, partly due to some of the things that we're going to talk about today. I mean, of course, we would all like to be Zen little angels, sitting in traffic, you know, showing love and peace to each little douchebag that cuts you off, blowing kisses at the same time, sending hugs to the guy sitting on your ass behind you. Of course, we would love to strive to be the little angels. I would love to be that all the time, getting better, nowhere close, but some days we are just put to the test. And today I was put to that test and I failed. So here's what happened. I came up to see my mom today who lives an hour outside of the city. I knew there was going to be some traffic. So I left early afternoon, like around 1 p.m. And I, I was expecting a little traffic, but I momentarily forgot what city I live in. I mean, a lot of major cities have traffic issues, especially nowadays, but Toronto, which is where I live these past few years, they've been going for some sort of traffic record. They're they're playing like the long game of traffic to get into some sort of record book. That is the only explanation I can come up with. I'm not privy to their their motives, but it does feel like we're being pranked every time we drive on Toronto streets. So long story short, to get out of the city, I take this major highway called the Gardener, which is a raised highway above another highway called the Lakeshore. So to get onto the Gardener from my place, I have to take a one lane ramp from the road below it called the Lakeshore, which is a, a four lane road. Most people need to get on the gardener. So everyone from those four lanes needs to merge onto this one sacred road that becomes the lane to the gardener. Now from my house to that one lane, it normally should take five to 10 minutes. This past year, unless you were driving at midnight in the dead of night, it takes at least one hour to get onto that ramp. And because there's so much construction, it normally takes about an hour and 20 minutes where you're moving one inch every 10 minutes. And I I think... Why this particular part of the drive is so annoying is because once you get onto the gardener, you face your normal gardener traffic. So this traffic that I'm in right now in the lakeshore, it's not even the worst of the traffic I'm going to get in. Do you know what I mean? Like, Have you had that where you are in unnecessary traffic even before your regular traffic? It's almost like the appetizer traffic. Where your normal traffic is sort of the main course. You didn't even want the appetizer because the main course is gonna be huge, but for some reason, someone ordered the appetizer and now you have to eat it. So you are sitting, eating the appetizer, the, the pre dinner meal, the, you're sitting in pre traffic traffic. It's that feeling where you are sitting, not moving, and you can feel in every bone of your body, each minute of your life slip away. Maybe you're in it right now listening to this podcast. If that is the case, I'm here for you and we will get through this together. But it's this special type of pre-traffic traffic traffic that really tests my patience. So today, I am patiently waiting the hour to slowly move up to that lane where the four other lanes have merged into. And I, I have finally made it close to the ramp, that sacred ramp. I am almost there. My patience is about to be rewarded. And then this little white Hyundai, Hyundai? Hyundai comes in, bypassing everyone who has been like decently trying to merge a mile behind me, bypasses everyone and slides right in front of my car to the point where, I'm sure you've had this, it sort of becomes like a game of chicken between the two of you. Where you're debating or you're you're testing who's willing to get their car dinged to prove their point. So it was that moment where I I thought maybe I'll test it, but he won because it, it was clear based on the dings and scratches on his car that he wouldn't care if I scratched him to prove my point. So he slid right in and got the coveted spot right in front of me that I had waited an hour for. He probably saved himself 25 minutes just by bypassing all the people who are waiting to get in line, like decent human beings, about a mile behind me. So he snuck in and I snapped a little bit. I did not swallow my rage. I did that thing where I shrug and I huff and I puff and I do those kind of like what the hell gestures to him. And then in my not so proudest moment, I gave him the finger, which he saw. And then he did that thing where he waved. Saying like, you know, uh, the lowest kind of thank you you can do. And me being me, I turn my finger into a slight wave while rolling my eyes because there's nothing I can do at this point. He's going to do what he's already done, what he wants to do. And then something sort of unexpected happened. He looked in his side view mirror at me. He saw that I could see him and gave me the most sincere, apologetic and goofy smile. And this wave. And there was something about it where it was clear that he really wanted me to see and feel his emotions. He was this like 30 ish something guy. He looked like Wreck It Ralph, if you've ever seen that picture movie. He was just sort of a a goofball and stupidly endearing. So for whatever reason, I literally, as I'm seeing him wave goofily at me, I thought, well, I can't stay mad at you. You're adorable, and I smirked, and I literally, I, I kind of giggled. I kind of had this moment to myself. If you've ever seen the ending of Devil Wears Prada, where Miranda Priestly sees Anne Hathaway's character Andy from afar and kind of gives her the cold shoulder, but then as she's driving away by herself in the back seat. She kind of does this look up off to the side as if she's thinking about something from her past and does this little, (laughs) this little smile and smirk. That was the same smirk I did in reaction to this guy. I don't know if it was some sort of magic or charm he put on me. Everyone's that I told the story to said, well, was he, was he hot? And lovingly, like, no, he was just like kind of a goofball, like Wreck-It Ralph, as hot as Wreck-It Ralph is, that, that was, that was that, um. Or if I was just delusional for, you know, from sitting in traffic for that long. But in that moment, I did a complete 180. Maybe maybe the lesson was that you had to laugh. But anyways, after that interaction, long story short, three short hours later, I finally made it to my mom's. And here we are. And I decided to talk about traffic anxiety in this episode and road rage because it is a common sore spot for a lot of us. And it it really is... A great example of one of the things I talk about when it comes to stress and the toll it takes in our system. And that is, it's not the stressor itself, it's how we respond to the stressor that determines our physiology. So it's not the traffic itself, and I know this is annoying, but it's not the traffic, it's how we respond in the face of traffic that determines how it's going to affect our body. Because as much as traffic and idiot drivers suck, When we constantly react and get angry to it, we are essentially getting screwed twice. First, the traffic itself is screwing us over. Second, we are screwing ourselves over by getting incredibly angry, increasing our cortisol and other stress hormones, which if this happens on a daily basis, can contribute to hormonal imbalance, feelings of burnout, sleep issues, exhaustion, and mood swings. So as silly and funny as it is to talk about, you know, road rage and traffic anger, it's not only taking minutes off of our lives on a figurative level, but it's also taking minutes off our lives on a literal level if we allow that traffic to dictate our emotional state and mess with our stress hormones every time we sit in traffic. As annoying as it is, and I get it, it really is a mindset thing. So... If you deal with traffic anger or you know someone who does, I want to go over some tips to consider to help kind of soften the blow when it comes to angry traffic emotions. And whether you think this is silly or not, I want to bring up a couple points. One, consistently reacting to traffic day in and day out can increase chronic stress, which does take a toll on your system. So it could very well be harming your body by putting it through this anger roller coaster each and every day. And two, you can use this traffic trigger as a tool to actively train your brain to relax and stay calm in the face of stressors, which if done regularly can translate into other areas of your life. Like when you are being put on the spot at work and you have to collect yourself and give a good answer if you're used to calming your system in the face of stress you will be more grounded and collected to come up with that really rockstar answer so you can think of sitting in traffic as sort of a a spiritual or, or mental workout making you stronger for your everyday life with that let's go over four tips to support your body when sitting in traffic so you don't send your stress hormones into overdrive (music) tip number one protein bars are your best friend it is a known fact that when you're hungry you are going to be more reactive and angry If you haven't eaten in a while and your body isn't accustomed to fasting, your blood sugar can drop and your brain doesn't get the energy it needs to function smoothly. This can lead to irritability and a shorter fuse for frustration. So when you're running on empty, your brain's mood controlling circuits can go a bit haywire, making you more prone to snapping at the tiniest things. It's your brain's way of saying, feed me or face the consequences. So because of this, I always recommend, it sounds simple, but having a protein bar on hand at all times for the moments that you are unexpectedly without food longer than you'd planned. And traffic is often one of those times. If it's winter, I normally recommend just keeping them in your car in the glove box, but you can also keep them in your bag or your purse. I personally prefer the car route and keeping it there because it's almost like an emergency kit. If it's in your bag, you might be prone to eat it when you're bored. A note on protein bars. Personally, I am a big fan of protein bars. I love them. But the issue with a lot of the protein bars on the market is that in addition to protein, they're normally packed with unnecessary sugar. So when you're looking for a protein bar, aim for ones that have under 10 grams of sugar. I'm a fan of Iron Vegan protein bars. They're low in sugar but high in protein and fiber. But whatever protein bar you find, you do want to plan for success. And having a fuel source on hand is a great way to do so. And bonus, you are also less likely to overeat once you've reached your your destination if you've had a little snacky beforehand. I tried snacky out. I don't like the way it sounded. Little snack beforehand. And you'll also be less hangry. And the the annoyance of sitting in that traffic will be dampened if you have some food in your system. Tip number two, this is don't laugh, okay? Keep essential oils in your car. I know this might sound annoying and a little goopy, but listen, this is an incredibly useful tool that I wish I had incorporated earlier. Scents and uh, essential oils, they really do have this incredible property to alter our states. And if we embrace this as a possibility, suddenly, These oils become your own sort of emotional toolkit. I do believe they have their limits, but I do believe they are worth using. Having calming scents on hand to rub on your wrists or sniff directly when you are stuck in traffic helps to create your own little like spa in your car and can actively help calm your system down. I would encourage you to play, have fun playing with different scents. Go to the store and take a whiff of each one. Find your favorites, but When it comes to traffic anxiety in particular, these are my two favorites that I keep on hand. The first staple is peppermint, peppermint essential oil, because it is both invigorating and calming. It has both of those properties to it. It makes for a great choice when you are annoyed, but also tired when sitting in traffic. When you inhale it, it creates, you know, you've smelled peppermint before, I hope, but it can create a refreshing sensation that may interrupt the escalation of anger, allowing for sort of a more composed response to that, that traffic trigger. The second oil I have on hand is sweet orange oil. Sweet orange oil is widely recognized in aromatherapy for its ability to, ability to soothe emotions, reduce stress, and enhance overall well-being. I think of it as the happiness smell. It's also a great oil if you are studying and need a bit of a mental boost. But there's a lot of different options out there. Those are just the two I keep on hand in my little coffee cup container uh, or the cup holder next uh, next to my seat. Tip number three, again, calm before you hear this and roll your eyes. Tip number three is to breathe through it. I know, but... This is actually one of those life training exercise moments I talked about at the beginning of the podcast. The thing with deep breathing and breathing exercises is that they do help calm the system down. But the reason you want to do them daily or as often as you can is so that they do become a habit. They become ingrained in you so that when you do go into that stressful situation, they go on autopilot where you don't have to think about them. Your body just becomes this well-oiled machine that when put in the face of stress, your breath deepens and grounds you and oxygenates your brain. So you can perform in the face of stress at your best, but this autopilot thing only happens with practice. So you can use the traffic stress trigger as your mental gym, your, your training regime, so that you become a master of breathing through stress. So as soon as you are in traffic and you feel that ping start to boil within you, use that time to become mentally stronger and breathe. You can do a breathing exercise or simply make the smallest hole through your mouth and exhale slowly for as long as you can. Just taking a long exhale on its own is one of the fastest ways to activate that, that rest and digest state and calm yourself. If you want a new exercise or something beyond just a long exhale and you wanna try something new, you can try something called lion's breath. So this is where you breathe all the air in through your nose as much as you can, as if you're blowing yourself up. This is an audio platform, so I'm trying to describe this. I normally show this, but so in through your nose, and you breathe in all the air and then you let all the air out through your mouth, extending your tongue like out. You're sticking your tongue out and making a big audible sigh. So, so breathe in, and then ah, it's really annoying to listen to. It's better watching, but essentially, be silly. Let the air out and the 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 noise and the voice and the tongue out as extended as far as you can, and let all that air out. And then you repeat it a couple times. But whatever breath work you want to do whether that's just deep belly breaths doing a breathing exercise whatever it is if you want to think of it as a little mental workout or mental training or mental a mental game when you get stuck in traffic use it as a chance to react with breath trigger react react with breath trigger react with breath trigger react with breath, trigger, react with breath. and then maybe with all this training, You've accumulated sitting in traffic and reacting with breath. When you are out in your regular day-to-day life at work and something stressful comes up without even thinking, you react by taking a deep breath and you are able to assess and react from a grounded, more thoughtful standpoint. It is amazing when that happens for the first time because it solidifies, oh, this stupid stuff works. And lastly, tip number four for road rage traffic fun use the traffic. This is another mindset exercise strategy that might be annoying depending on your mood. Use the traffic as a cue to focus on gratitude. Just like the traffic can be a cue to focus on your breath. I would make that the first exercise that you do, and you can add this on later. But just like the cue is to focus on your breath, you can also use the traffic as a cue to practice gratitude, which I know can be annoying. But the research on happiness, it's sort of solid in this. When you cultivate the muscle of gratitude, it is the one best thing or one of the best things you can do for your overall mood and outlook. So when you are stuck in traffic, whenever you get cut off or are sitting, take that as a cue, after you've done your breath, to think of three things that you are grateful for and list them out loud if you are alone in the car. It is, as again, it's frustrating, but it is highly difficult to be angry and in a state of gratitude. At the same time, even if you still feel a little bit angry, when you list something that makes you feel grateful, it's sort of one of those things where you're like, son of a bitch, I'm still angry, but damn it, I feel a little better. So, and again, it is a muscle. You do get better at finding things you are grateful for the more you do it. The smaller, more quirkier, the better. And of course, beyond those four tips, you can always listen to a podcast or learn something on an audible course that can make the time go by faster. And also, when you do feel like you're learning something, traffic can start to feel less and less like wasted time because at least you're actively doing something that's helping you grow. And speaking of weird things to be grateful for, that sound means it's time for today's feel-good thing, which are day-to-day things that are worth having a momentary spotlight on so we can start training our brains to relish the little things more often because it is really easy for our brains to find the bad. So without further ado, today's feel good thing is when someone cancels the plans that you didn't want to do anyways. That feeling is a special type of euphoria. I don't think there is a known drug to man that can produce that feeling. When you would love nothing more than to stay home and be a human potato, but you know you have to go to this this dinner or these plans, and you may love the person that you're going to be hanging out with. Maybe you don't, but that's not the point. The point is, you've already postponed this twice and you can't bail a third time, so you psych yourself up for getting out there and being social, and just before you start to get ready, the other person cancels the plans your angels are on your side at this time it almost feels like a like a snow day as a kid where school was canceled and the entire day opens up just for you and that hermit introvert driven emotion is today's feel good thing that saying that i mentioned earlier it's not the stressor itself it's how we respond to the stressor that determines our physiology depending on how irritated you are at the time of hearing it, it can be really annoying. Almost like someone telling you to be careful after you've stubbed your toe already. The worst. I get it. But it's also very true. How we respond to stress most of the time affects our body on a cellular level. If we are one to always huff and puff and get angry every time we sit in traffic, the only thing. We are screwing over is ourselves and not in a good way so don't let traffic win don't let that person who cut you off get the better of you whether they have a goofy charm like smile or not use traffic as this tool to make your resolve your will your body stronger it's like training camp for your your zen angel like mind i know it's easier said than done and with all that said there is merit and cause for having a once in a while blood curdling indulgent scream to let people know you're pissed but more often than not i hope you take a breath safe travels and i will see you next time on feel goodery and now for the legal stuff the information provided in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical advice please always consult with your healthcare provider.